Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. So, uh, Rachel and the band are going to carry on. Wow. And if, um, Corrine, carry on um, with the flags, they're amazing. So, ha! Ah. If you're lying down, keep on lying down. If you're standing up and you want to lie down, have a lie down. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Thank you, God. Welcome, Leah, Shay, and your friends. Woo! Wow. Isaiah 12, verse 3 says, With joy, with joy, yeah, you shall draw water from the well of salvation. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And yes, the uh, communion table is open any time. Hmm. So I'm just going to briefly... Um, wow. So last time, my message was about the Mason-Dixon line, which I cried a lot. Um, and it's been played, it was played last night, I believe, in Washington, D.C. And balloons were released as per the song that Rachel uh, wrote um, to release the sound of freedom from the Mason-Dixon line, which seems to have actually got a life of its own. I didn't realize what I was tapping into. Um, and... Um, if you don't know the story, get, get it on SoundCloud. But it's, we've now gone on from, from being in, in, in Washington, D.C. to um, the Battle of New Bern, which has a similar connotation to do with help that never came, which is what the, the battle that I had a heavenly vision about. And not unsurprisingly, the Battle of New Bern actually was key in the English Civil War. And the vision I had was a key battle in the American Civil War, and there were similar parallels all over the place. So the watchers, the Aswan watchers, this coming Saturday at Stocksfield Avenue Baptist, we're going to press into that, I believe. So um, everybody's homework who's coming onto that, Sandra, is, is, is actually direct them to my emotional message. So I'm thinking, oh my goodness me, you know, did I sound unhinged? Was I okay? You know? <laughs> But actually, it, you know, it doesn't matter because it's the emotion of that time. It's the emotion of that battlefield. It's the emotion and it's the love of Jesus as he tended to every dying soldier that was on that battlefield. Ha. And having never heard of the Mason-Dixon line until last December when it all started in D.C., um, Cressida sent me a link last night from YouTube, which um, I was on BBC Northeastern Cumbria. This isn't what I was going to talk on tonight, by the way. It's just that God's wanting me to show there's a connection, there's a pattern, what God is doing these evenings. Um, 
And this is, this is your own land. This is, this, is, this is your land that you walk in, all right? So this is not just a Mason-Dixon line. Mason-Dixon line was to do with a slavery and, and release of freedom for the land. And where you walk, where God has put you, in your street, in your house, in your community, in your city, in your region, these put you there because you're unique. You can bring the light of Jesus and speak to the land to be released where you walk every day because actually God has put you there to do that. So don't look around for someone else to do it because he's actually chosen you. Where the enemy might say and say that you're insignificant, God is saying you're of great significance. I have given you this street. I have given you this whole town. I have given you the horizons that you can see from the hills that you walk in when you cry out to me for liberty in the land. I have given you these things. My son, my daughter, speak freedom. Don't wait for someone else. And as you speak, people will gather. People will gather to you because people gather to where there is life. And as you release life, People will come and drink from that oasis, that spring of life. So open up the land, open up the ground, speak the life, and people will come. And people will come who don't yet know Jesus. With joy you shall draw water from the well of salvation. So this program that was on BBC Northeastern Cumbria that I, I looked at this morning, it's nine minutes long. And it's about the Mason-Dixon line, and it's about Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits, who's actually from the Northeast. And he wrote a song about the journey of Jeremiah Dixon, of the Mason-Dixon line, from Cockfield in County Durham. Yes. To Philadelphia. Which is actually Philadelphia and Maryland, which is where the Mason-Dixon line is. It runs along that state boundary and was actually key in the American Civil War between pro and anti-slavery. He was from County Durham. I think he was a surveyor, is that right? A surveyor. So Mark Knopfler has now written a song, and there's a program about Mason-Dixon, and there's actually, that is now being taken up in this secular space. So there, there is something, they know, that, you know, it's like, some, they know that something's going on. How much more the sons and daughters of the living God that is given insight to the significance of these things in our land. Amen? And he's from the northeast, County Durham. He was a Quaker. We know why people were called Quakers in those days? Because they quaked in the Holy Spirit. Now, he did have a drink problem. And he was put out of the Quakers. However, and he's buried uh, in the Quaker grave in Cockfield and in Staindrop. And so we don't know where his grave is, but we know where the Quaker grave is. And there are many wells around there, so guess what may be part of uh, an adventure is brewing. <laughs> if I can go all the way to Washington, D.C. and get in a car and drive two and a half hours to the Mason-Dixon line, I think I could go to um, Staindrop and Cockfield, which is down the road, with people who know what they're doing.
And in the watchers, there are lots of people who know what they're doing. Thank you, God. Hmm. So we're part on a Sunday evening of stuff that, that reaches America that is being released there and that release there is going to affect us here as the Liberty Bell is rung. Yeah. So this is these evenings are not just it's okay, it's nice, and then we, we disappear. We're on a journey. You're on a journey. I'm on a journey. I kind of know where it's going, but really, I don't. Because actually, when you think you know where you're going, God says, well, that's great, Mark, but actually, I just love it that you're walking with me because I'm going to show you so much more, and he's going to show us so much more. So I'm not going to give the details of how you get to the blue door in heaven. It requires sometimes just holding the hand of Jesus. And as I'm speaking, begin to engage with Jesus. And if he's holding your hand, take him, dance with him, let him romance you. For me, it involved showers of fiery gold, pools of gold, steps in the temple being incinerated by seraphim, being changed into a two-edged sword to break the ribbons on the doors that I could see in the heavenly realms. Shaka. So one of the doors was a, and it's, this is a very brief, was a blue door, it's a blue ribbon over the door, and I cut the ribbon and walked in. And on one level, all I could see was and I get back to the scripture, the Isaiah 12, verse 3, was a, a water slide, you know, in a water park, you know? And you're at the top of those water slides. And it's very exciting because you think, oh my goodness, I'm going to get in this and I'm going to, you know, you know, has everyone been on a water slide? And well, yeah, yeah, it's very exciting, you know, for those that like that sort of thing. And you're zipped to the left and the right and it's fun and you really don't know where you're going to go to, but you know it's going to be fun. And so I just got into this the, through the blue door and God said, just jump in the water slide, Mark. It's going to be fun. So I just went in and I was having fun. And actually, I came out the bottom and I said, God, can we do it again? You know, like a little kid. You know, can we do it again, 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 again? Can I do it again? And so I did it again. And actually, I was having fun with my heavenly daddy. Yeah? It's okay to have fun. Now you can think, Mark, well, what's the purpose of that? One is having fun with my heavenly daddy. He loves that. He loves my giggle. He loves my laugh. He adores the smile on my face. When he wakes up, when, well, God doesn't wake up, but in, when I wake up in the morning, he's looking forward to the giggle, the smile, the pressing in, the tears, the wrapping around.
So as you know, for some of you that have been for a few evenings, and I'm not going to describe the detail, but I, I got covered in eyes, like the Ezekiel 10 thing. You know, just read Ezekiel 10. Creatures covered in eyes, you can see everywhere, everything else. So I, so I then revisited the rooms covered in eyes, which meant I could see behind, which meant I could see the consequences of having fun with my heavenly daddy. So we did the blue room again, across the threshold of faith, hope, and love, which became a springboard. So that's another story which we've done already. And so on faith, hope, and love, it springboards you, it catapults you, which is why faith, hope, and love are important. And that is a, a series, that is a sermon series to do at some point. But it catapults you into the plans and purposes of God, faith, hope, and love. We know that. They work together. It catapulted me straight into the water slide at such an accelerated speed, I thought, my goodness, this is going to be amazing. Except this time when I went down the water slide, I could see behind me. And um, I don't know if um, Pauline, who I met this morning from Telford, has gone. She probably has because she was getting picked up. But Pauline, when you're listening to this, thank you for the triangle of connection across the land. It will happen. But I said to Pauline, what do you see tonight? And she said, I see fish. I see big fish. And she saw well because actually as I looked behind me in the water slide, I could see a shoal of fish behind me. And when I exited the water slide, they were caught in a net of love as they gave as the fish were caught as the people that don't know Jesus come to know him and those fish that were caught then went down the water slide and led other fish into the same nets with joy with the joy that I was having with my heavenly daddy I drew from the well of salvation and as you lead people to Jesus, they become oaks of righteousness in the Isaiah 61 that actually become the repairers of streets with dwelling. Doesn't say, did you notice that? It's them that do that. Restorer of old foundations. They do the repairing. Think of the Samaritan woman at the well. She went off and told the rest of the village about the man who told her everything in her life. Jesus didn't. He told one person. She told the whole village. Save the one. That's what Jesus did. He left the 99 to save the one, and that's me and you. So how does that work? That sounds, that sounds great. But how does that work? Well, that works when actually you follow the joy of what God is doing. And then he does the saving. So I told this story, I think, at the healing center on Thursday. I was in a, a cafe in Chester Street, which is an emerging church, about two weeks ago. And through my introduction, I was only 
given like 15 minutes to speak, which you think, oh, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, no. Um, uh, and uh, during that introduction, I thought, God just needs to heal three people here. And I said, you've got back pain on the left-hand side. You've got something. You've got something. They all had that ailment. And actually, I said, I'm just going to walk around, give him my introduction. I'm just going to hold your hand, and Jesus is going to heal you. And, and they, Jesus healed them. Right, which is great because that's a good time efficiency. You're giving your introduction, which is slightly boring. They're getting healed, which is much more interesting. You know, it's like it's a total win-win. Um, so we were having fun, and at the end of that, the lady that was serving the coffees, um, she was late twenties, early thirties. Um, she had pain in her body, and one of the ladies that had been healed prayed for, her, and she was immediately get, getting relief from that pain. So I chatted to her afterwards, and within four or five minutes, led her into a prayer of salvation, accept, believe, confess, decide, led her to Jesus, and she is the first convert in that fellowship, which had been going only a few weeks. With joy, you shall draw water from the well of salvation. When I was sharing this message, that same story on Thursday night, Randy Vickers led someone to Jesus on the back of that story. What was I doing? I was having joy sliding down a water chute and fish are following behind me. And those fish are telling other fish about the Jesus that they met. Are we getting this? Are we getting this? That's why the heavenly realms affects what we do here. Because it's, a, it's seen and achieved and received in the heavenly realms, and then we just walk it out because it's actually history. In the sense that actually there is no time in heaven, so it's actually already happened or actually I'm about to walk in it, but it's actually already happened. It's history, it's been done, it's been decided. Mark, you shall go down water shoots and look behind and many people will see Jesus, will come to Jesus while you're having fun. Ha. Doesn't that break off a lot of stuff? Before I go and share just one story, because I'd like to talk about Sears. Um, when Rachel was, because I'm going to talk about colours and colours coming from the land, and there's quite a bit of scripture to go with it, so I'm just going to hit you with about a dozen scriptures, um, and you'll just have to process them later. Um, can, hang on. So just about here where Alan's feet are, um, I mean, this, you either see it or you don't, all right? This is fine. It's not a some are better than others thing. This is not that. It's just that this is, this is what God's doing now. Because actually, if you don't, then actually just means that you get it in five minutes' time. 
or you get it all anyway. So can anybody see um, or, or, or um, experience kind of light coming up or colors coming up around this area that I'm, I'm standing on? Can you see colors in the land? Can you see colors that are actually swirling around? Because they've actually been going on for a while here. So these will be the colors of the rainbow, colors of the land. It'll be the radiance of the glory of God. I'm going to talk about radiance in a minute. So does anybody um, have that sensation just even around my hand? Because I'm actually standing in, in the, the colors. So Sharon, anybody else? So Lisa, just um, so what I'd like you to do is really just to come and stand. And I'm just going to release that over you, just to release some more into it. So um, God's just saying this to do this now. So this isn't my idea, all right, because I had other stuff to do. So... This is something about identifying and just saying, well done, you've seen well. Remember in Jeremiah, where God would say, what do you see? And he would say, I see an almond tree or something like that, you know, or something like, he might just say, I see a, a Lego model made into a tank. I mean, it could have been that, you know, and God said, well done, well done, Jeremiah, yay, you know, yay. It's that kind of question, you know? So you don't have to, but would you... Come, just stand, because it's just going to be a very brief press. If you see colours coming from the land here, just at this very moment, if you see, Susan does. You don't? Well, you will do. I'd like you to come. <laughs> just, just come, and we'll just release it. Thank you. Woo! This is good. Wow. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so we have them already drawn out. So somebody's been seeing them for a while, so that's good. Thank you so much. So we just release this. I'm just going to carry on, all right? So um, I'm just going to release this right now. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the glory of the radiance of the glory of God. Whoa. So thank you, Jesus, that as you see the glory, um, uh, the, whoa, the seven colors that are being released right, right, right now, I just thank you for the seven spirits of God in Isaiah 11, which are your personal trainers, wisdom, understanding, counsel, power, knowledge, fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord. I just release those right now in this building. So just not only for those that are standing here, right at the back as well, I just release that our personal trainers of the seven spirits of God in Isaiah 11, I just release that right now, just, just breathe it in. Breathe it in right now. Breathe it in. That's it. That's it. The creatives. There's creatives that, are, that, actually, that actually God is giving you new dimensions right now of seeing the world. And actually, you have seen well. You have seen correctly. Thank you, Jesus. I just speak a more into what you're seeing, what God is showing you right now. I speak a more into that. Wow. Wow. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. And if you're sitting down, just breathe it in. Breathe it in. Ha. And to some of you, Jesus is actually gently just touching your fingers right now. And he's saying, can we dance? Let him, let him take you for that dance. Wow. Let him show you the dance floor. Let Jesus walk you out of the dance floor into the wide open spaces of God's love. And all he's saying is, can I show you? Can I show you? Can I show you? Can I show you? 
And your, your, your answer is going to either be yes or no. And I'll leave you to decide because that is the only choice you have. And he respects your choice. Thank you, Jesus. Increase it, Lord God. Increase it, increase it, increase it, increase it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm just going to walk away from this group right now. You might just want to stay where you are, or you might just want to just keep on breathing it in. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm speaking to all of us tonight. So who in terms, who has ever been shut down, shut up, laughed at? Anything that you've said which was precious to you, a treasure of significance that you have mentioned to people in the church, at the church, at work, in your community, and they've reacted with ridicule, fear, and dismissal. Is that just me? Okay. I'm going to give you a story, and I'm going to anonymize the story because it is a almost it is the story of an individual that I met, but it is a story of many people that I have met over the last two or three years. I'm intentionally anonymizing this story. So there would be a person that has been in a relationship. And this is many, many people. And sharing some of the deep treasures that God has shown you. And if that person that you're speaking to does not understand that, and through no fault of their own, they react inappropriately because they don't know how to process it, that can come across as not valuing the treasure that you just told them. And if that goes on for a while, that causes you to shut yourself up and causes that gift to shut down. And it's easy to say, I will never share anything like that to anyone or anyone else again because it caused me so much hurt and it means that actually the gift in you, you devalue and you begin to despise. Because you find actually not just, it doesn't get you into trouble. It just actually causes a response that is not encouraging. All right? And you fill in the gaps. And this is not just in a seer gifting. This is discerning stuff. So you say, well, Mark, I'm not a seer. But you discern stuff which is part of the seer gifting. You discern spirits, it's a gift of the spirit. 
So when I meet people, I often say, do you know that you're a seer? Because often, and this is sometimes when they're not Christians, and I've led to people to Christ by saying, do you know that you're a seer? And then I describe what a seer is, and they, start, they just start weeping. And then you tell them actually about Jesus. So I'm going to skip some of the story. We allow ourselves to block up that well, that discernment of seeing what God is doing. Yes, we block it up. We block it up. We allow our own words to block it up. I will never say that again. I will never put myself in that situation again because it hurt me. It hurt me. It becomes a raw part in our lives that we don't want anyone to touch. So we wrap it up. We create a barrier so no one can hurt us ever again. But what God is saying tonight is he's saying, I want you to open up that wound because I want to heal it. I want to unblock those wells that you and, and, and maybe and others have come to block it up, knowingly or unknowingly. This is not a blame night. This is a liberty night. Read Genesis 26, 27, because I don't have a lot of time tonight. It's about unblocking wells and creating the, 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 the last well which speaks of wide open spaces because that is what God is releasing us into tonight, wide open spaces. And, the, and those that are just, you're responding already tonight and God is taking you into wide open spaces. So, but it doesn't stop there. Because actually, you can blame other people and say, actually, it's because of that person, I'm not stepping out in that gifting anymore because of what they said. It's about them. But shall we see what also Scripture says? The Bible also says, we must overlook an offense. Proverbs 19.11 says, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. We become offended by an inappropriate response. And yes, it was an inappropriate response. But do we have to take that offense that further shuts us down? No. We have a choice. And I'm speaking as much to me as I am to you, friends. So to overlook an offense, it is to our glory. It is to our benefit. Proverbs 19.11 says, It is to a man's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. Passion Translation says, A person of honor will put an argument to rest. Only the stupid want to pick a fight. I don't want to be stupid. 
is to my glory to overlook an offence. So I can choose to overlook an offence, which not only keeps me opened up to the word, the plans and purposes and the love songs of God, but it is to my glory. What do we, what do we read about? Can you remember? Scripture says, We with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. What is this glory? This is part of the glory because it says, when we overlook an offense, it's to our glory. It's one part of the step that we go from glory to glory. We begin to reflect the radiance of the face of our Heavenly Father, just like Moses did, who put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. You get it? Are we getting this? Hebrews 1, 3 says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory. This radiance is actually getting quite good now. Psalm 34, verse 5 says, Those who look to him are radiant. Come on. Their faces are never covered in shame. Ezekiel 10, the cloud filled the temple and the court was full of the radiance of the glory of the Lord. Ezekiel 43, it's not just us, it's the land where God walks. It's the land where sons and daughters of God walk. It is where you walk. And the land was radiant with his glory why do you think I asked if they could see colors coming from the land it is the radiance of the land of the glory of God what does radiance mean and we're going to get scientific Sha. on one level it's the flux of radiation emitted per unit of solid angle in a given direction by unit area of a source right Amen. hallelujah <laughs> or it could be the glowing quality of this skin okay I'm a professor of skin stuff but it is a sending out of light, a shining, a glowing brightly, an ecstasy, a joy, a great happiness. I want that radiance. I want that radiance. I want the land where I'm walking to have that radiance. I want to reflect that radiance as I go from glory to glory, as I overlook an offense because it is to my glory. And as I overlook an offence, I keep that gifting open. I keep that well open. I then become to look after my heart, which is the wellspring of life. Are we getting this? Okay, the Holy Spirit is saying that's it. Show.
So you've got half of what I was going to say, which is good. You've got the best half. Shaka. So tonight, friends, this is a night where we open up wells, where those wells have become blocked, we ask God to open them up. This is the night where we say, God, I've taken offense. This is the night where you leave that offense at the cross. As we've been taking communion, it's about that divine exchange. You leave the offense, you gain the glory and the radiance. We reflect that radiance. We bring the radiance of Jesus to the places where we will be tonight and tomorrow. And then you let God bring those to him. Then people will become Christians just like that because actually you are radiant. And we know the, UA, the New Age, um, uh, when we've gone to, to psychic fairs and that, see auras and things like that. Well, actually, the enemy has perverted that. Yes, there are colors because there is radiance. Moses was in, emanated the radiance of the glory of God, so he would have emanated a light. It's just that the enemy has perverted that to scare us away from the truths that are in that. Amen? I could go on. Ha! Which is why the enemy is really scared about us talking about this sort of stuff. Because he's thinking, oh my goodness, we're going to have an army of people who are radiant with the light of Jesus going out in the streets tonight and tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. So what I want to do is to release that right now. I'm going to finish in. This, this is it. Happy to pray with people afterwards. But I'm just going to release that right now over you. And as you do business with God, for some of you, it will be leaving offense that you've taken at the cross and just say, God, I'm really sorry. I've been holding on to this offense. I've actually made a home for it. I've made curtains for it. I've even made a chair for it. I've made it feel welcome in my life because even though it actually doesn't really fit, it's be I've become accustomed to it. Well, God doesn't want you to be accustomed tonight to it. So this is a good night to leave it at the cross and to open up that well to allow him to heal that wound take the bandage off and let the great physician put his loving hand on that and say be well be healed let him touch you in that place let the hand of love touch that wound and bring redemption to that area. Let him do that right now. Let him do that right now. Let him do that right now. Like there are, without going into detail, there are a lot of angels that are walking around right now, ministering that in very tenderly. Sure. They're almost like, like um, whoa, 
almost like nurses going around just being really caring. To give you the space and the confidence to say, God, do it in me tonight. Do it in me. I've had enough. I've had enough. So I speak right now a release into the sea of gifting right now. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Come forth right now. Come forth right now. See the seer gifting, discernment. Come forth right now. Step up and step out. Step up and step out. Where you've been shut down and shut up. I break that off right now. In the name of Jesus, the power of those spirit. I just break off that right now. I break off those lies. I break off those powers of agreement that you've made with the enemy. Knowingly or unknowingly. I just break it off right now in the name of Jesus. Ha! Chains falling to the ground. Bands around your head where there's been oppression for many years breaking off right now in the name of Jesus. Ha! Where you've actually walked, bent over. Tonight you're actually just beginning to feel even taller. You're beginning to straighten up and walk as a proud son and a daughter of the living God because you can go to him, to the throne of grace and mercy anytime you like because you're a son you're a daughter. You have that authority to walk in the place that God has given you. The power and the authority. The exousia and the dunamis. To use the original words. So I just release that right now. I ask you to forgive yourself if you're blaming yourself, just forgive yourself right now. Use your name. Use your name and say, Mark, I forgive you. I forgive you, Mark, for taking those things into your life. Mark, I forgive you. I know whether you did it on purpose or not, you know, you did it, but I forgive you. I forgive you, and I speak release right now. I forgive you. And where people have actually acted inappropriately, either knowingly or unknowingly, they've laughed at you, they've reacted with anger, They've reacted with fear. It's often because the things that we do not understand, we react with fear. It's just the way that it happens sometimes. So forgive them. Doesn't mean you have to forgive the hurt. That's what they did. It hurt you. But you forgive them for what they said. You need to forgive them. You need to give them the free gift of forgiveness. You need to give them the free gift of forgiveness. Because if you do not, that keeps you in a cage that actually means that you can't step out into what God has for you. So forgive them. Step out of the cage right now. As you forgive them, some of you will see the, the prison door opening. So when you see that, walk out of that prison. Don't stay in it. Because often when we do this sort of thing, the prison door is open, but you stay in the prison because you've got used to it. Step out. Step out 
step out. If, it, if you want to get out of your seat and just step out, you can step out right now. Step up and step out. Step up and step out. Step out into your destiny. Step out into your calling. Step out into the plans and purposes that God has for you. Step out into the salvations that you're going to see. Step out into the discoveries that God is going to give you. Step out into the creatives that God is going to give you. Step out into the strategy that God is going to give you. Step out into the sound of the land that God is going to cause you to walk into. Step out into the restoration of those family members that have walked away from God, that you've been praying for years to come back. Step out into the fulfillment of that destiny right now. Step out, step out, step out, because the enemy wants you to step in, to, to keep in there, and to be contained. But God is saying, stretch your tent curtains wide. Spread out to the left and to the right. And do you know what else he says? And this is, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Do you know what else he says in the word? He says, do not hold back. Ha! So Lord God, we say, we receive the words that you say to us in that passage. Do not hold back. We celebrate freedom. Amen, 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 amen.